Welcome to Schoolhouse, where we believe every parent has what it takes to help their child learn. We're here to give you practical tips and encouragement so you can be a confident learning coach. This is the space where school and house meet. I'm your co-host, Mary Stackhouse, and I'm joined by our host, Dr. Erica Carr. And today, we're featuring a few past guests to help us figure out whose project is this. Erica, I know this question is going to hit home for many parents. Oh, yeah. Okay, parents, picture it. It's Wednesday night, you're at the kitchen table, you're frantically cutting construction paper, glue is simultaneously peeling off your index finger and picking up all the loose cotton threads as you maneuver around the supplies. You're trying to color in all the empty spaces that are still showing, and somehow there is paint on your forehead. You ask your child, can you hand me the blue marker, and get no answer. You look up out of your crafting days to find that you're alone at the table. You finally snap out of it and say, hey, whose project is this? That is definitely a vivid image. So does that feel a little too real for anybody listening? Um, So Erica, why this episode? Why now? Well, we're making our way to the end of a semester. So this is the time when many unit projects have either just been submitted or are nearing their due dates. And many families are both working and learning from home still. So for those parents who have a hard time resisting the urge to jump in on their child's project, having it in your face is like a moth to a flame. Mm. Then there are also parents who would love to jump in but just don't have the time or they are barely hanging in there to get their own work done. So this episode is for both sides of that parent as learning coach coin. And our past guests shed some light this week on whose project is this. Mm, I'm excited about this. Okay, guys, take a listen as we first hear from Annie Niles. She's our guest from episode three, Making Friends When Learning Remotely. Annie expands on the temptation of doing her child's project and what happened when she resisted. Okay, Annie, have either of your children ever tried to get you to do a project for them, or have you been tempted to do your child's project yourself? (laughs) Um, Yes, I would say to the second part especially, I have been tempted to complete my child's project for them on their behalf and have not because I've wanted them to learn from the experience. Uh, I know that sometimes there's projects that are assigned that I want them to do on their own and then I see how it's progressing and I really want my kids to succeed and do well and feel proud of what they're doing. And so I'm like, well, maybe I could just help out a little here and there. Mm-hmm. But I know that in the end, I really want them to be empowered to do their own work and to feel good about it. And so it's important for me to let them do it themselves. And in the instance that you held yourself back, what was the outcome? What happened? Well, I think she actually is still very proud of that Trojan horse. But I will admit when we brought the project to school, I noticed that it appeared that many other parents had actually stepped in and helped their child finish the project. They looked a little more professional than my daughters. But in the end, I really think she felt good about what she did and was proud of it. And that's that's more important to me. 
All right, now listen as Erica asks Kate Hendrickson, our guest from episode four, Am I Bugging the Teacher, why it's so tempting to do your child's project and why sometimes children need opportunities to fail. So tell me, like, what is it about it that's tempting for you? I think it's you really want your child to excel. You just do. Like, you want him to be proud of his work. You know, you want him, especially if they've got a project that they've got to present in the front of the class. Yeah. we, I want him to have pride that he did something of quality and something good and something he's proud of. And so um, I think sometimes we, as parents, all, all parents, you know, we try and help push them so that they do feel those, those mm-hmm. feelings of pride when they turn in their project. Um, but at the same time, you've got to let them fail sometimes. I mean, it's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> And so ultimately, you just mentioned, you know, that giving them opportunities to fail, not because you want them to feel that failure, but what is it? Why do you, why do you know you need to give them those opportunities? I think it's a growth opportunity. Um, You know, every failure is a growth opportunity for adults, for kids, you know, that kind of thing. It's kind of like riding your bike. I mean, you kind of, when they start to learn to ride the bike, you have to let go and they might fall and it's going to hurt and they're going to skin their knees and it's going to, you know, it's going to stink, but they're not going to learn how to keep their balance and how to do it until you've let them fall a few times. And so I think it's the same thing with schoolwork. Such a great perspective on failure and struggle as an opportunity for growth. All right, Erica, let's flip back to Annie for a minute. She told us that even though her daughter completed that project on her own, she could tell that other parents had done the project for their kids. How does that idea of comparison play into all of this? That is a great question, Mary. So comparison can be enchanting in a Trojan horse kind of way. So if you let that thing in, it'll only wreak havoc. And Annie explains why she stands by her decision to let her daughter do her own project. If you knew going into it that other parents were doing their child's project for that particular Trojan horse example, do you think you would have done anything differently? No, I don't. I really think it was a great learning for her. She used spray spray paint for the first time, and I just I just know how proud of herself she was and Like I said, that's just, that means more. So good. So what is the educator perspective on this topic? You might remember Reggie. He's taught a range of ages and was our guest in episode four, Am I Bugging the Teacher? Let's hear what he says about letting our children do their own projects. So let's say you have a parent who might be tempted to do their child's homework or project for them. What is your best tip for that parent who you know is tempted to help their child? or to do the project for them? Don't do it. Don't do it. Students learn from being engaged and participating in whatever the learning activity is. So whatever that learning task is, you want the students to actually do it themselves so they can, you know, uh, comprehend the information, Um, you know, learn during that productive struggle. Now, definitely help them along the way. You know, be right there by their side, um, you know, pushing and encouraging, maybe help with one step after you see that that student has had some struggle with it, but definitely do not do the project because you're depriving your child of a learning experience. 
I love his response, don't do it. Yeah, me too. Straightforward, bottom line. He also referenced productive struggle. And if you missed episode nine, When Your Child Struggles, check that one out. Because we break down productive struggle for parents in that episode. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Mary, let's go back to Reggie for a minute. Because he also had some good advice for what parents can do if they find themselves in a day-before-it's-due sticky project situation. If you're a parent who is tempted to do the project for your child because it happens to be due the next day and maybe they completely forgot to inform you that there was even a project um, due, your stance is do not do it for them, but let them struggle through, help them along the way, but really allow them to take that ownership. Mm-hmm. Great. And then communicate with the instructor, communicate with the teacher, um, especially you know because there should be prior conversations happening. So, and that that teacher is going to say to themselves, you know, this is my partner in crime. I know they're trustworthy. You know, life happens. I'm going to give the student some extra time. You know, now they might not necessarily always do that with the student, but when a parent communicates that, I think we kind of take it a little differently. So that's a practical reminder from Reggie. Don't forget to reach out and communicate the situation to the teacher if needed. Yeah, I would say this isn't about trying to get any special treatment for your child. It's a matter of being that partner with the teacher and at least letting them know what's going on. Right. Well, we know sometimes children may be the ones asking for parents to step in and do the project for them. So you asked Annie about this. Let's take a listen. What if it's the flip, actually? and your child is begging you to help or do the project for them, what would you do? What is your response to that? I think that I just remind them that I'm here to support them and I will help brainstorm ideas or um, just even sit next to them while they do it in case they have questions or there's been times where I've needed to cut things that they couldn't cut Mm. for themselves and things like that. But I want their whole idea to be their own and to really feel empowered by that. That's great. That's a really great bit of advice for our listeners. So any parent out there struggling to not do the project for your child, take Annie's advice and know that you can not do the project and it will still be a success. All right, parents, there you have it. When it comes to the question, whose project is this? The answer is... It's your child's project. Right. So as our guest today said, of course, you should be the guide on the side, but letting your child do the project on their own builds ownership and helps them learn. So Erica, any final thoughts on whose project is this? I say we let Annie close us out today. I like it. Here we go. And the teacher knows. <laughs> That's, that is a great point. The teacher always knows, and you're so right. It is very obvious when a parent steps in and or does the entire project for you. As always, we'd love to hear from you. So email us your question at schoolhouse at and it might be featured on a future episode. That's schoolhouse at S-T-U-D-E-R-E-D-U-C-A-T ion.com. So please share this episode with a parent friend who needs to hear it and leave us a review. Thank you so much for tuning in and we look forward to having you join us next time at the schoolhouse and you can find more help on how to help your child learn at studereducation.com slash schoolhouse dash podcast. <laughs>